This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, thanks for those for the voice note, Bongolo, to keep them coming on 061-4104-107. But we are now going to speak to the chairperson of Cricket South Africa, Mr. Lawson Naidu. Good evening, chairperson, and thank you for being able to speak to us tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks, chairperson. What's your overall take of the report now that it's been handed over to CSA? Well, you know, uh, uh, the Board of Cricket South Africa has given its full support to the social justice and nation-building hearings and the process that has been conducted by Advocate Intibeta, the Ombudsman. And, uh, you know, we, we are pleased to have received the report. Uh, as you will have uh, seen, it is a lengthy report, mm. and uh, the Board is applying its mind to the report. We are um, discussing it uh, at the moment. Um, uh, you know, we started discussing it a few days ago, and we will continue to do so over the next uh, few days as well. And, uh, you know, our intention is to get a good understanding of what's in that report. It covers a vast range of issues over a significant period of time, as you will be aware. Uh, so, uh, you know, we fully engage with the report, and we've said from the outset that we will, uh, you know, we will do so. We will consider the uh, findings and, uh, uh, and what's in the report. Uh, and deal with it appropriately from there. And as the people who initiated this report, uh, Chairperson, what do you hope it achieves, or what do you hope comes out of it? Well, you know, Tabitha, uh, it was a big uh, task that we placed before the Ombudsman to uh, to look at these issues of uh, d- discrimination, uh, uh, um, a lack of access to opportunities, uh, and so on. So it was a fairly broad canvas that the ombudsman had to uh, had to cover. But you know, I think uh, it's also fair to say that uh, there's very little in the report that uh, uh, that we were not aware of. We may not have been aware of some of the specific instances that came to light as a result of the testimony that was given. Um, but the issues have been in the public domain. They have been well documented that, uh, you know, players of color have not been given uh, adequate opportunities in the past, that issues of uh, access at a grassroots level remain, uh, you know, uh, fundamentally skewed and need to be corrected. Uh, And there are structural issues within Cricket South Africa that need to be addressed. So as a board, what we've been doing over the last few months is developing a five-year strategic framework uh, which will address many of these issues. And we cre- we've created that roadmap for this fr- uh, uh, strategic intervention. And we, uh, uh, the aim that we have at the moment is to integrate uh, the lessons and findings of this report into that broader program that is going to deliver fundamental change to the game. And, and obviously there are a few pointers that stand out and of public interest, which you also highlighted in your statement when you confirmed that you've received the report and it is available on the website. And those are like the appointments of Graham Smith and Mark Boucher. Um, what is your understanding of, the, of, of what the report says about these appointments? Because they have been deemed to be irregular, basically. Well, uh, indeed, those and you know the other uh, findings in the report uh, are issues that we are we are dealing with at the moment. Uh, but you know th- things are complicated by the fact that the ombudsman, in the concluding part of his report, says that the findings are tentative and they require mm. further investigation and further processes. Mm. So, as a board, we need to apply our, our minds to that and to see what further processes and uh, interventions are required from this board in order to uh, to deal with those issues. You know, on the on the issue uh, specifically that that you mentioned of uh, the appointments of um, Graham Smith and Mark Voucher, 
we, you know, we need to understand that these were decisions that were taken by a previous board of Cricket South Africa. They were uh, authorized and uh, and endorsed by a previous board, a previous board. So from that point of view, uh, these are formal decisions of the board, and you know, not uh, uh, just uh, individuals. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, doing their own thing. So those are issues that we also have to consider in terms of, uh, the, uh, you know, the legal status of those appointments, given that they were endorsed by a previous board. Um, and uh, so those are some of the issues that we have to now uh, navigate and deal with in terms of uh, determining how to deal with those issues and uh, obviously all of the other issues. So we're not going to, you know, uh, 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 selectively deal with the issues that are in the report. We need to deal with everything that is in there because this, is, you know, for us this has been an important process. The the fact that these hearings were held in public, the fact that uh, people who felt that they were uh, victimised or discriminated against in the past were were able to come forward and tell their stories was an important uh, intervention by CSA. And uh, you know we cannot ignore uh, the pain and the hurt. That was, uh, um, you know, put on display by those people who bravely came forward to testify, and I think that they did so not necessarily for for personal benefit, but they came to do so, as many of them said, uh, to ensure that these things never happen again. And I think our responsibility as the uh, custodians of the game uh, at this point in time uh, is to make sure that those things don't happen again, and we need to deal with them in a systematic manner. Uh, because it's you know it's all well and good to, to to deal with the individual cases and you know that's the easy part in some in some respects. Mm-hmm. The more difficult thing is to tra- tackle the structural problems that give rise to those uh, acts of discrimination. But then, can re- retrospective action be taken? Then, even though it was it was not during your tenure, it was the previous board that made these appointments. Well, I mean, I think you know the the the, the ambit, as I say, of the uh, ombudsman brief, ombudsman's brief was to look back over over a long period of time, uh, and obviously, you know, we will have to, uh, as we work through the report, uh, uh, figure out how we deal with the issues that may have arisen a long time ago. So, I think, as I say to you, uh, Kabi, so the the more important thing is is to deal with the structural issues. How do we create uh, uh, an environment within cricket? Uh, uh, where these things, uh, you know, do not or cannot take place. So as part of that, what we've done as part, as part of the strategic framework that I'm speaking about is to, is to uh, build that on three fundamental pillars. Uh, the first being on e- increasing uh, access to uh, playing facilities, to coaching facilities, to equipment. And that obviously, as the Ombudsman says in his report, is something that CSA cannot do on its own. We need to partner with other sports bodies because they all, uh, all face similar issues of uh, lack of access to, uh, to proper facilities. We need to partner with government at uh, national and, and local level in particular to ensure that facilities that are put in place are properly maintained and secured. Uh, and uh, the private sector has a, has a role to play in, 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 in coming on board to sponsor some of those initiatives. The second pillar is that of inclusivity, and this is something that that is critically important. Cricket's got to be uh, a home for all South Africans who want to play the game. And the kind of uh, uh, practices that we we read about in this report of exclusionary uh, issues of, uh, you know, uh, certain languages being being used in the in the dressing room and others being frowned upon is something that we cannot tolerate. And we've got to uh, create a culture where it's an inclusive culture. And, and when we say that is that everybody's got to be welcome in there and to be able to freely use 
languages of their choice, but when the team comes together, there must be an agreement as what the lingua franca of that team is going to be so that nobody feels excluded in those uh, circumstances. Mm, and, the third pillar yes. of, and the third pillar of our strategy is that of excellence, is that we believe that uh, by, do, uh, by increasing access, by enhancing exclusivity, we can promote uh, excellence at all facets of the game, including at the level of the administrators, so that we can create a, a world-class Proteus team across men's and women's uh, uh, teams uh, in the future. And that's going to be the goal of Cricket South Africa, to be able to tap in to all of the resources that we, we have in this country. And we know that we have the talent. Uh, we've got to go out there, find it, nurture it, and make sure that it's given a, a proper home. And by the way, the SJN here uh, report folks did highlight the dominant use of Africans in the systems and saying that it's some sort of exclusion because some players don't understand uh, the language. But Chairperson, I hear you trying to take or looking to take a holistic approach here. But with these two, Graham Smith and Mark Boucher holding two of the most senior positions um, in cricket, surely the status quo can remain the same because they have direct influence on the team, the national team. They have direct influence on what happens below and they've been implicated severely in this report and we saw what happened in, in, in the World Cup. I mean, under their leadership, the team could not find a united stance in, 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 in taking a knee or supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. No, indeed. And uh, we will deal with those uh, issues to be so. Uh, you know, but we, as I say, we're not going to take a knee-jerk reaction to these issues. We need to apply our minds uh, properly to this, to look at the report in, in, its, in its full detail. And as I say, uh, as I said right at the beginning, uh, towards the end of his report, the Ombudsman makes the uh, observation that he has not been able to fully investigate all of these matters, that his findings should be treated as being tentative. Uh, so it would be irresponsible of uh, the Board of Cricket South Africa to merely uh, now take uh, decisive action on the basis of, of tentative uh, findings. We've got to decide what further processes we can put in place uh, to determine whether those findings uh, uh, can be upheld. And we need to ensure that due process is followed. And that is something that we are applying our minds to and that we will actually do. So we must make sure that what we do is done properly uh, and that we can you know, we deal with issues and move on. Mark Boucher's name comes up a few times and his apology to the racism allegations made by Paul Adams was found to be wanting um, by the ombudsman and not sincere. Isn't that a concern then, uh, Chairperson, considering that CSA is at numerous culture camps because it seems like he has not learned anything from there? Well, it is a concern, and it's not just in relation to Mark Boucher, although that's an issue that you know comes across in this report. And as I said just now, we will deal with that. But I think the broader issue is around these culture camps and, and the kind of uh, progress, or may I say the lack of progress that has been made, and as you've highlighted just now, Tabiso, uh, the fact that the team were not able to come up with a unified gesture against racism. Uh, that is a cause for concern because it means that the level of understanding is not where we believe it should be within the team environment. And that's something that we're working on uh, and that we have to, and we have to overcome. Because it's, you know, if we talk about diversity and inclusivity, uh, that, that, you know, that, that's got to be real and meaningful. Uh, and we can't then you know, uh, move into our different corners when difficult uh, moments are faced. We've got to be able to overcome them on the basis of the principles that we say uh, we abide by. And uh, it's quite clear that there's a lot of work still to be done in that space with the team. But it's not just to be done at the national level. It's got, it's got something that's got to permeate from grassroots level through, so that as players move through the different uh, stages of their career, from 
you know, from schools cricket to club cricket to uh, regional and provincial cricket and through the age group structures into the national team, that it's a, a seamless journey and you don't, you know, you don't only start dealing with issues of diversity and inclusivity uh, when you get to the top level, but it's something that you've grown up with. And, you know, I think this is something, again, uh, as I said uh, on other occasions, is, you know, cricket is but a microcosm of South African mm. society. Uh, we cannot expect cricket to be any different to the rest of society. We have a responsibility as the Board of Cricket South Africa to, to, to change and to change fundamentally what is within our realm. And we're certainly going uh, to make sure that we uh, put in place the mechanisms to deal with that. Uh, but, you know, the rest of society has its role to play as well. And I just want to quote from those, that report because um, Johan Lowe is also being addressed there and uh, the ombudsman says the fact that Mr. Boucher and Mr. Lowe try to excuse or give reasons for calling their black colleagues such derogatory terms reveals that they have not undergone diversity and transformation training or where they have, they are apathetic towards diversity and transformation. I mean, this is the coach of the national team that we're talking about here, Chairperson. Does this not make his job untenable because he's admitted his part here? Well, you know, I think, you know, again, Tabisa, that, that's taking the finding and, and, and elevating it to a, to, to a higher level uh, in, in terms of what you're saying. Uh, we certainly take note of what is said there. It's deeply concerning. Uh, and, you know, if we institute a further process that, uh, that uh, substantiates and justifies that finding, then we will take the appropriate action. But, for, you know, for uh, us to do anything more on the basis of what the ombudsman himself refers to as a tentative finding, as I said, would be, uh, you know, would, would be irresponsible and would open us up to litigation, uh, which is something we don't want to have to engage in. You know, we're still dealing uh, with uh, 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 the fallout of labor issues from the previous administration at CSA uh, because things were not done the right way. Uh, because there were knee-jerk reactions to certain things, proper processes were not followed. And that's something that this board will not do. But why does Cricket South Africa have to uh, go with the SJN report in make, taking in taking action against Mark Barcher when he's admitted his part to this to this racism? Well, you know, because we we placed our trust in the in the hands of this process. We said that we would uh, uh, we would not interfere with the process, and we are proud to have uh, upheld our side of the bargain uh, in that. And we said that we will deal with issues once the report has been presented to us. The, the report has now been presented to us, and we are dealing with the issues. So, you know, um, uh, and we will deal with them. Okay, for those who are just joining us, we are speaking to the chairperson of Cricket South Africa, Mr. Lawson Naidu, just to find out what is uh, or what will be the way forward now that the findings of the SJN hearings are out. We'll take a couple of voice notes before we wrap up our conversation. Evening, dear member Tulane from Alande. Uh, can you please the CSA president, ask the CSA president, uh, now that he he knows all about what has been happening in CSA, what's the way forward now? Is there any punishment for those people who were racist to some of the players in the national team or any rule to say we need five black players in the national team to play? Please, hey. Right, to be so. I just find it so so funny, so strange, that when these guys was in the system, you never heard them complaining about any of these issues. They took the money. They wanted the money. 
but they never complain. Now all of this comes out. No, I don't buy it for one moment. Mike Cape Town. I'm not getting this one. This chairman for cricket, I'm not getting it. And it's not make sense. He's trying to explain he in the public, telling the people. It is management who was abusing black people. It was an individual. It was a, no, come on, come on. Don't come on to mislead people here. Yeah, but then in Sandan. Thanks. so. I'm not understanding and it's not make sense what is the chairman for clear trying to explain. You don't want to accept that is the white people who was abusing black people. And this thing is continuing even now. We're fighting for that. So now it's time to decide is it was an individual, it was all management. It means it was a plan to abusing, to do what is wrong for black people. No, come on. Come on. Don't mislead the people. Accepted that you did long to black people and still doing those things. We're fighting for that. We are a black. This time now we want to put a black first. Yeah, but did it's done done. Good evening, Tabiso. It's Dudley here from Kabeha. Tabiso, I don't want to politic. Look, Ace Mahashule. There was accusations against Ace Mahashule. He was stubborn to stand off, but he was forced off because of these accusations until the investigation is finished. Is he guilty or not guilty? Now, to come to Mark Boucher and also to Grim Smith, they must stand off. They must stand off until the investigation is fully completed. No, they can't do, they can't go on like this. Because that man who was that you interviewed now, I think he's covering up for Mark Boucher and for Grimsmith. They must stand off until the investigation, the accusations against them are clear up. Thank you very much. A great show, Tabiso. It's Dudley from Kabeha. Thank you. Okay, thanks for that, um, Dudley and Tulani and the, and, and the other messages. I think we've spoken about the way forward, Tulani. The chairperson have explained what they will do from now. Um, Mike, I mean, for you to dismiss the lived experiences of other people just like that um, is really disappointing. I don't know if it's because they're black. You think that they're lying and you don't believe what they say. And it's totally disrespectful for you, Mike, to say that these guys went to play cricket for money. We've spoken to these guys on the show. Money was never the motivation. Nobody has ever mentioned that they're playing cricket for money. These guys have said how hard even Omar Hendry was on this show saying he was the only black player in the 92 World Cup. And eventually he spoke in the changing room to ask Kepler Vessels, why are you not playing me? Why are you guys not playing me? I want to go home. Uh, but it's so hard to fight the system when you are alone and when you are in the system. And that, that's why it's probably easier to speak when you are out of the system. So please, Mike, let's show some respect there in Cape Town. Um, Chairperson, as we wrap up, Dadling Kabeha wanted to know if step aside could be an option here. I know we've got a big series against India coming up. Well, you know, uh, uh, let me say firstly, uh, Tabisa, you know, I hear the, the sentiment that is being expressed by the various callers, that we want to see action taken. And I can assure you that the appropriate action will be taken, but people must allow that we live in, in a country where we, we respect laws and respect, respect due process. Uh, like I, I tried to point out, if we act precipitately, we could end up in court in a number of these cases, because as I keep saying, and I would urge people to read the report for themselves. 
and to see that the Ombudsman says that the findings are tentative. We cannot act upon that. As I keep saying, it would be irresponsible. We need to put in place the appropriate further steps before we are in a position to take action. And for that, we can recommit that we will be doing that. And uh, 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 we will do whatever is necessary in order to to deal with the issues and to ensure that the the circumstances that prevailed in the past do not uh, continue and uh, and are not allowed to exist in the future. And to come to the point uh, which you've dealt with of uh, Mike's point, uh, Tabitha, just for me to add to that, Mm. uh, you know, it's highly improper for him to suggest what he is. Because the players that have come forward and testified have said that they were not in a position to raise these issues because they felt vulnerable. They felt that they would be victimized if they spoke out at the time. And, and to dismiss those players in that fashion, I think, is, is highly regrettable. And we should be applauding their bravery in bringing to the fore the ills that Cricket South Africa has to deal with. And finally, um, Chairperson, as we wrap up now, is there maybe any other pointer that stands out for you as Cricket South Africa uh, that you have been touched on? Because I know we've only looked at those of public interest or those that have been in the public space. Well, you know, there, there are issues that relate to uh, 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 salary payments uh, of players and particularly of reserve players, things that we are currently looking at in terms of the whole uh, uh, system of remuneration. Uh, the issue of, of women's cricket, which uh, you know very few people have touched on, but has been a key part of this uh, uh, this exercise by the ombudsman to which he devotes a chapter in his report. Uh, we've started addressing that again in terms of the remuneration of players, cre- creating uh, a feeder system for the uh, for the Proteus women's team. Uh, and there are significant changes that are happening there. Uh, and again, and a lot more that still needs to be done. So all of these things are, are works in progress, but uh, you know, as I said right at the beginning, there are lots of learnings I think that we can take out of this report to uh, you know to uh, intensify and to strengthen the initiatives either that we have already taken or that we are uh, developing at the moment. Okay, Chairperson, thank you very much for engaging us um, t- t- tonight. I know it's a public holiday, and I know the report is still fresh, but we appreciate the time that you've given us. And I think, like you said, I would also encourage people to go on and read the report. Cricket South Africa have made it available for the public. It is on their website, very easy to download and uh, to access, and I think that's the whole point of it. So nothing is being hidden, nothing is being kept away for transparency. It is out there. And and was the was 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 the money worth it, C- uh, Chairperson? Because I saw in the um, press release, that you said it eventually costs over 7 million rand for this um, SJN hearings or you can't even put money on this? Well, I don't think you can put a price on these things to be so. Mm. Uh, you, know, um, you know, this has been an incredibly useful exercise uh, giving uh, people who felt uh, discriminated against the opportunity to come forward and speak. And I think, uh, you, know, uh, 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 you know, that was an incredible uh, uh, period that we went through of providing that platform. Uh, I don't think one can put a price on it. Uh, The reason we mentioned the figure in in the press release is because we want to be open and transparent about this. You know, there are issues raised in the report about uh, resourcing, and we thought in the same way that we've made the report uh, publicly available as we said we would, uh, we want to be transparent about this process and and, and about what it costs us uh, so that people realize the amounts that we've invested in this process which we would not have done were we not committed to the process itself. Okay, thanks, uh, Chairperson. Always a pleasure talking to you here on SAFM.
Thank you, Tabitha. Thank you, Mr. Lawson, Naidu Chairperson of Cricket South Africa. Then we'll wait and we'll see then what cricket, what is the way forward, what Cricket South Africa comes with, comes up with after these damning findings and findings. Not even allegations anymore. These are findings that might be tentative, but these are findings because both sides have been um, given an opportunity to give their side of the story. The allegations were made, responses were were, were given, and ultimately this is what the advocate Dumisa Nsebeza and his uh, team, of course, including advocating Nele, um, came up with. We're going to move right along. We are still trying to get hold of Victor Litzwal. We actually spoke to him a couple of minutes ago and he said he's got network problems and it looks like those network problems are now affecting our interview. So, um, Ku on Twitter, Davane, I know you were waiting for Victor Litzwal. So, apologies for that. We are still trying to get hold of him. We sp- the producer spoke to him. Uh, he was ready for us, but he did alert us to the network problems of where he is at the moment. So, we are just trying to see if somebody next to him can try and borrow him a phone.